Hi there, how you going? It's Pete Pascoe here with another um, podcast. Had to think for a minute because it's all new to me. I'm having fun. This is the podcast where you get to hear, yep, new music. Well, sometimes old music. These are old and new songs. I'm, I'm, I'm starting off with a whole lot of old demos lying around. Um, the idea is hopefully there's a bit of magic caught in those old demos and uh, I'm, I'm a songwriter with, with like a, a lot of songs and not all of them are going to make their way to albums. I think a lot of these will. Some of them have already. There's a real mixture. Um, it's a way of me being able to share these songs with you good people who are tuning in again. Thank you so much. Or perhaps tuning in for the first time. If so, welcome. Welcome. All right. Without further ado, we're going to go straight into it here. Um, this song is called Culture to the bone, and uh, I'm looking up in the songbook, uh, yep, I've got these old songbooks here, and I see it is song number 192, page 192 of your songbooks, ladies and gentlemen, turning the pages, and um, here we are, September, yeah, September uh, 1991, so going some back some there. Uh, it was a song written by myself and Mr. Paul Dredge from uh, Palmerston North in New Zealand. We had a great songwriting partnership, Paul and I. Um, I haven't done a tally, but I imagine there's probably about 100 songs floating around. We still write songs today. You can you can check them out on uh, Walking Walking Through a Dream was our most recent album that we uh, were recorded and... Uh, it's a, it's a real pleasure working with Paul. Um, it's one of those sort of classic songwriting relationships where there's a bit of history. Speaking of history, I see on the page here down the bottom, uh, hugely important, I see we caught six fish in two hours. <laughs> and then we wrote two songs in half an hour. So I think Culture to the Bone came pretty quickly. I remember it now. Okay, so what happened was um, we, we were working in a piano bar in the evenings. It was brilliant because that gave us the time in the daytime to go fishing and uh, well, always work industriously, um, writing songs or recording. Um, I, I painted, I was learning to paint and uh, draw and all that kind of stuff. But fishing was of particular interest because it got us a heck of a long way away from the nightlife, the bar, the restaurant, that sort of feeling. Nothing like being by the ocean, eh? The old breeze. Um, this particular place we went to is called Tangamoana. Incidentally, in uh, Māori, I believe, means uh, a tangi by the sea. So uh, a um, funeral by the sea would be the direct uh, interpretation there. Uh, what it is, there, there's a beautiful river called the Rangatiki River, which flows into the ocean there. And at certain times, there are these beautiful fish called kawai, which come means strong water, uh, they come charging into the river mouth, chasing after small bait fish. And if you're there at the right time, it can get pretty exciting because these things are like a bus when you get one on. And yeah, I like the fishing. It's pretty good. So yeah, we, we caught six fish um, and uh, we took them home and we, we, we put one in the oven. And I decided I was going to bake it with a bit of lemon. <laughs> the poor old fish, we completely forgot about it. We got sidetracked with the old... Uh, songwriting what we were doing by the time we came back and it was pretty well baked a little bit overcooked you might say that's about the worst thing you can do with fish i got i got some pretty good fish recipes actually if you want, I want some fish recipes hit me up sometime at uh at info at petepasco.com um i might even put them on my blog why not it's got to be done 
Uh, anyway, back to the song, Whittling Our Culture to the Bone. It was it was a brilliant day. And um, I'd written the lyrics already. Paul just sort of got his guitar out and started playing a pretty cool groove. It was pretty pretty different for us. I liked it. It had a bit of a groove going on. And I picked out these words. Was about, I've been cruising down the streets of LA with the cops in a Chevrolet. Right. Now, there's a teaser. On that note... Let's get to it. Imagine you're there right now with Paul and I, and we're just putting this song down and uh, having some fun. Here it is, Hold You to the Bone. I've been cruising down the streets of LA with a car in a Chevrolet. I've been blowing up buildings in Belfast before. I bake beans for breakfast In actual fact I ain't been nowhere I've been eyeing an evil box With a square eyes deer I've been turning my mind Into cold stone I've been With an eye coach and two bit of a culture to the bone there you go how about that uh that was a bit of fun a bit of fun listening to that nice groove nice true groove digger that you put down there hey eh? that's pretty good um something that springs to mind straight away i don't know why bob dylan uh maybe because it's something to do with the vocal delivery i guess uh look i i spent a year uh, in the states that's my defense i'll stick with it in terms of my 
the Americanisms, American, Americanisms, is it right? <laughs> Something. Uh, yeah, we, when you spend somewhere, and I lived there, uh, had, had a brilliant year in Cheyenne, Wyoming, with a, just a brilliant family. Um, yeah, it, it literally turned me on my head as a 17-year-old. Um, yeah, it opened my mind. Uh, big sky, big sky country. Coming from a small Pacific island, like uh, New Zealand, where you, you drive for five minutes and you drive into the ocean. Over there, there are people there that had never been to the ocean, just about, you know, and it was like a mile high. Or, oh, it was very, very, you're high up, you're close to the sky. And um, it was it was a great experience. I feel extremely fortunate for that, to have had that experience. Um, so uh, hats off to uh, American Field Service, AFS, and the amb- ambulance drivers from one of the world wars who got together and decided uh, look what we need more communication between youngsters around the world to make a difference and sure did in my world thank you all right back to culture to culture to the bone so that, that's why you get words like ain't in me in my uh, vernacular as it were my vocabulary uh also i think singing singing cover songs you you tend to pick up um you you emulate what you you are what you what you listen to and what you do, and I think that that tends to come through as well. Having said all that, I, I think this particular vocal f- performance is it's a natural from me. It's an original, original. We'll call it that. I know. I, I think it might bother some people. Fair enough, you know. It's it's a, a certain style, um, but writing a song with Paul like this, with me just with the words, not knowing what key he is in or anything like that, not being able to play guitar sets me completely free vocally. And I think because of that, there's some pretty natural phrasing going on. And it sounds like me just talking, telling a story, and maybe that's not such a bad thing. Maybe this is one of the more honest recordings of God of Me. I don't know. Could be. Uh, yeah, so there you go. Um, vocal delivery. Uh, instrumentation, that was all Paul, just about. I think I put a bit of, yeah, I put some organ in there in the background. Um, he did a good job, didn't he? Nice, nice drums, nice bass, guitar, bit of slide guitar. He was begging for the slide guitar, wasn't it? Made for it. Let's look at the let's look at the uh, illustration. No, no, <laughs> I'm an artist. I'm tired. It's been a big day. Yep, late at night in Melbourne. I've been out painting today. Um, down in Mornington, which is a beautiful part of the world. It's on the Mornington Peninsula. Funny that uh, part of Melbourne. Melbourne, for those of you not from Melbourne, has a fantastic. Uh, amazing big natural harbour. I, I imagine it must be one of the largest in the world. This massive, massive natural harbour. And uh, I'm lucky to, to live on the edge of the water. It's great. So I, I took a bit of a drive, 10 minutes drive down to Mornington and squeaked in a painting of some beach boxes there. Um, the beach boxes are a, it's an English tradition, I believe, where it came from, bathing boxes. Perhaps it was to do with getting changed at the beach and not getting your gear off in front of, in front of folks. Fair enough. These days, um, they've got them here, and uh, they are brightly painted. Lots of vertical lines against a horizontal horizon and waves and everything, and bright colours against the natural colours. So it's perfect to paint, and I've uh, really been enjoying that. So it was a beautiful day today, although uh, there was an invisible front came through. It was really weird. I could sense it was about to rain, and rain is not good on your painting. And this this rain just sort of drifted down. It was really really quite magical. I wouldn't have minded so much. I wasn't trying to paint. 
uh, had a bit of a break, and then I got back for a, a piano lesson. Anyway, blah blah blah. That's I'm just saying it was another, it was just another big day in the office for me. I love combining the music and the art, and I I'm really looking forward to my Thursday nights recording these blogs. Okay, blogs, podcasts. Back to whittling our culture to the bone. Here's the lyrics. Uh, been cruising down the streets of L.A. with the cops and the Chevrolet. So, been blowing up buildings in Belfast before baked beans for breakfast. <laughs> so, had a bit of fun there with a bit of alliteration. There's a few bees in there. Uh, so, there, there's two completely different images. And what was I doing? Watching TV. Mm. In actual fact, I ain't been nowhere. I've been eyeing an evil box with a square-eyed stare. Been turning my mind into cold stone. Been whittling our culture to the bone. So maybe that's a bit tough on TV. Look, I think it's a brilliant, brilliant invention. Personally, for me, I haven't watched a TV show really since I was about twenty. Not not regular, not regular TV. I might, I might tune in for the odd thing. Uh, I enjoy watching a bit of cricket and. Rugby, um, occasional bit of comedy or something. I love movies, but I don't like the ads on the TV. So it's all changed anyway, isn't it? You know, it's all online and everything now. But uh, look, TV's still there, and I think a lot of it is dreadful. There you go. <laughs> We're down the Googler watching uh, some stuff on that. I get that it's company, and I get there's some really good, clever, brilliant stuff, but I think there's a lot of horrendous images that we're just desensitizing ourselves with and it just i just think it's so wrong there you go that was what really that was the motivation for writing the song not a tv not a tv watcher okay i've seen teenage muggers murder a man for the cash he held in his hand yeah there we go uh right police for shotgun shooting mcmahon some nuns when it's full on anyway that, that that's extreme that's i guess that's tv in actual fact, I ain't seen nothing on TV to make it all happen. Turn my mind into cold stone. Been whittling our culture to the bone. I like that line, whittling our, whittling our culture to the bone. That's pretty good. The, the, the flesh of our culture just been torn, whittled off in little strips each time. So while I... Actually, it's interesting I touched on that AFS experience, the, the international student uh, thing, um, the... the uh, sorry, um, overseas experience that I had because that was all about sharing um, experiences with people from around the world and about getting in touch with other cultures. And um, maybe what that made different, what what was different about that is, well, we're all doing it at the moment. We, we were face-to-face and what I found out, we're all the same. Yeah, we're all the same. I think we fundamentally, we know that, don't we? The box, the idiot box will tell us something different. The good old media, that'll that'll give us a spin, won't it? Uh, but you talk to 90% of the people, the inhabitants of whatever country it is, and after about five seconds, you could find out, discover, it'd be pretty easy to imagine yourself having a barbecue in the backyard with those people and go, yeah, we're on the same page. Basically, people just want to be happy and healthy and they want to live in peace. I think that's most people. There you go. How's that? <laughs> okay, next verse. Been singing... This, oh, sorry if this comes across as a bit preachy. It's not meant to. I've uh, been singing songs from Tennessee, a place I can't say I'll ever be. Well, I came close. Came to Wyoming, so maybe it was tongue-in-cheek. Uh, some melodies from Zimbabwe that were on TV the other day. I think I was thinking of Paul Simon there. Yeah, uh, when he uh, got in there and uh, picked up a lot of the 
brilliant music from uh, South Africa and whatnot. Uh, this is, however, Zimbabwe. There we go. In actual fact, I don't know songs from here. So, wow, okay. Been tuning in so much to music from all around the world. We're not listening to what's been made at home. When I was growing up, as a matter of fact, there was a bit of a cringe factor in what was homegrown music, and very little of, very little of it got on the radio. As a result, our radio programmers were reluctant to put it on because they thought that, well, people aren't going to listen to that. We'll have all the, all the big acts from overseas. And as a consequence, it was very hard for local musicians to get a voice. And uh, fortunately, with a lot of great work done, some people I know and uh, people I don't know, they, they got stuck in and a quota came in in New Zealand where there had to be X amount of New Zealand material played on the radio, which was just fantastic. Um, it took some time. It took some time. So, and then I think wherever you live in the world, if if you you don't have to dig for long to find a lot of really really great local material. Um, my mind just flicked now to uh, Paul Kelly. He's a brilliant uh, Melbourne songwriter. Um, uh, some people call him a poet. He's a poet of poet of music. Uh, he's he's a genius, you know, um, and there's there's so many there's so many. If you just dig a little bit further, uh, people that independent albums out and all that sort of thing. So, I think songwriting in Melbourne, anyway, I think I probably in the world, I think is very very healthy. I think there's a lot of people having a lash, and I think that's brilliant. And long may that continue. Cool. Okay, actual fact, don't know songs from here, been hearing an evil box with an open ear, so referring to the radio there, some not too much local. So been turning my mind into cold stone, whittling our culture to the bone. There we go. So that's this week's demo. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, a bit of tape hiss on that one's a real beauty, wasn't it? I remember we recorded that in Paul's house. We had his old, uh, old drum kit set up and one mic, and we, we put it down we wrote this song in literally five minutes, and uh, I think we recorded it in about 20, something like that. Really pleased we did. I'm thinking, you know what? I'm going to put the version that we recorded with Earl, Paul Lionel, on next. It came out on the album uh, Lost in Time that we recorded here in Melbourne years later. So I think we're going to zoom ahead to that right now. Hang on, I'll just dig it up. Shooting black men and some nuns 
TV to make it all happen. Been turning my mind into cold stone. Been building our culture to the bone. Okay, we're back. <laughs> Coach to the Bone, to the Bone, uh, take two. 2012, we recorded that. Wow, we did that in the weekend. Um, there's a recurring theme that we record rather quickly. It was entirely due to budget and uh, time restraints and things. You either, you either do things within your limitations and you hopefully you turn those limitations into your strength hopefully yeah or else you just don't do it and uh, we had a, a great weekend together that was the marvelous Earl Pollard on the drums there good old Earl we miss him okay uh what what was different about that um I noticed that the, the guitar on Paul's guitar the the battery was a bit low and and it got a bit of a kind of a, a agricultural kind of not probably not quite the sound he was looking for but it added to the Authenticity almost It almost harked back to the original demo I like that um, i got to say I, I, I played Rhodes Piano on there That was, that was kind of fun i got to say With, with the, the slide guitar This is pretty good uh, when, when Paul was doing a slide guitar solo Did you hear his voice coming through As he's sort of I guess artic- articulating almost the, the sounds he wanted on the guitar His slide What he was using This is just classic Australian New Zealand thing. He was using a Vegemite jar <laughs> for a slide on on the strings. Sound. And he left the slides back in New Zealand and picked up a Vegemite jar. So that's that's a bit of a classic, isn't it? Uh, I loved recording that with uh, with the guys, and um, I, th- I think the the vocal phrasing was very very similar. Um, so it's obviously just locked in there from the start. Wasn't ever going to change. Um, yeah, there you go, culture to the bone, just just another one, a little bit different this time. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm, I'm going to head off into the songwriting side of department, the songwriting department now. Uh, for those of you not in, sort of inclined towards that, absolutely fine. Just uh, 
Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, hopefully we'll catch you next week. I'm, I'm just going to be doing this weekly. There, there is like 800 songs. So I'm looking forward to sharing a lot of these songs with you good folks. Um, I'd, I'd love it if you signed up to my email list, on, uh, courtesy uh, through the website, www.petepasco.com. Um, and, and then like every week I am going to put on my, I'm putting on my blog post, uh, there, there's a Painting I'll do on the spot each week, a plein air painting, uh, musings from the art and music land. There's stuff about, if, if you know anyone that wants to learn how to play the piano, I'm sharing a whole lot of stuff about that now. Uh, I've been teaching for the last 10 years and I've got lots of teaching going up online all for free. Uh, how to draw cartoons, I draw cartoon animals and these the seascapes and uh, continuing to release music and sheet music and uh, just trying to contribute might do my part in the world in, in a good way. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to add, add good stuff. So if that sounds like you, you'd like things, uh, content of, uh, of hopefully some value and, and entertainment each week coming into your inbox, this is where you need to be. Just hit me up at uh, info at petepasco.com. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, and thanks for tuning in. Thank you so much. Okay, from a songwriting point of view, uh, I'll just pause while I get the, the chart back out. Hang on. And here it is. Interestingly, I didn't have to look at the index at all. I just flicked it open with my hands and it opened up at the right spot. It's just, I think I've said this before in another uh, podcast, it's pretty much got my DNA all over the pages here. My my fingers just intuitively, instinctively know where to turn it. And it's a full, full page, it's like one of those um, old exercise books from school, hardcover. So there, there's a fair few songs in there. And, Amazes me how often I can just flick straight to the page that I need. Anyway, from a songwriting point of view, this isn't the sort of song that you would write on the piano, generally speaking. I have done it, I have done it, but this is this is a guitar song because uh, there are not many chords. Um, they're very, it's very simple, and we, with with piano songs, you, you tend to get pretty busy with a whole lot of different chord changes and that's cool it's just a completely different sort of song and um i really enjoy really enjoy um writing guitar sort of songs i wish i'd learned the guitar oh yeah, maybe i will who knows but it was good fun writing with the paul that there was that was why it was such a good partnership actually if, if you can as a songwriter here's a thing maybe maybe we'll go down this path today um as a as an experiment uh, co-writing, it's a great thing. Um, you, you'll find that you have your differences with someone. If I find someone that you can trust, you know, experiment. I, I got lucky with Paul. We, we, we just found each other early on there and um, just happened straight away. Uh, the, the first night we did a gig, it happened. Can I, can I tell you about how I got to know Paul a little bit? Uh, you can find this actually on my Hazy Line blog. I, I've written my memoirs of being a piano man. But just briefly... I was in a piano shop looking for a drummer, and this guy Mike said, uh, "Mate of ours, Mike Sefton said, oh well, that guy over there, Paul Dredge, he's a drummer." I went, oh, yeah, righto, and uh, introduced ourselves and said, "Mate, I need a drummer tonight in the restaurant. Are you up to it?" And he went, "Yeah, yeah, sure." So he came along and drummed. It was just piano and drums, uh, grand piano, and singing. We took turns singing, and then eventually. Um, it was pretty good. We 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 chilled pretty well. Paul, Paul sort of came from a sort of perhaps a fifties and eighties background. I sort of had a perhaps a sixties and seventies thing going on, and 
We harmonised on Homeward Bound to finish with by Simon Garfunkel, and it was really great. The voices just locked in there and looked at each other and driving home afterwards. You ever done that before? I said, no, no, nothing. Nothing is easy. This like that 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 was that was great, and that was beginning. That was that was a long time ago. So here we are, still together. So if you get lucky, you might find a an excellent an excellent songwriting long term buddy, uh, or or you might try different people. But um, what it what it would do, I I think, is it brings out in you things that you didn't know were there. Uh, you bounce off each other, and the sum of the parts is sort of greater than just the two of you. And I feel like something else kicks in there when you you're free. Um, I think in co-songwriting. Have you ever seen theatre sports? You know where they where they just don't block each other. They're just up there winging it on stage. In fact, that was one of the funniest nights of theatre I've ever seen. I didn't know what it was. Went along with a mate, and it was um, theatre sports. And what they do um, for those of you that don't know, they get up on stage and they are just completely making up uh, whatever's happening. The dialogue. The, the, they're like, look out, look out, Jim, watch out for that gigant, gigantic cockroach behind you and you go the guy turns around and goes what that cockroach that's tap dancing all his friends are just behind you and they and they just don't block each other and there wasn't a great example <laughs> but you get the drift and because they don't block each other they, they accept what it is and they go with it and and i think that that that's a good thing it doesn't mean you have to go with what the other person's coming up with and lock it like carved in stone it's a matter of just giving each other a voice um what else don't um don't bridge don't bridge the other guy which means you hog the whole songwriting and knock off the verse and the chorus and yeah mate i'll lift you the bridge thanks a lot buddy (laughs) that can be all right occasionally but it's not not the habit that will result in a long-term writing relationship um classic ones of course are like uh uh, elton john bernie torpen where they completely stayed out of each other's territory. You know, Bernie just gave Elton the words and quite often surprised with what Elton came up with. And uh, that was obviously a great match, you know. Um, for Paul and I, it, it was it was a cool thing. You know, but Paul is very, very proficient on all kinds of instruments now, including piano. Back then, he was more, more guitar, you know, and I just wasn't guitar at all. So we... we it sort of fitted like a glove, you know. We kind of we we needed each other. It was great, and um, that was a, a performing, uh, a lot of performances together, and a lot of songwriting. And um, you can you can build up a lot of trust there. You can have a lot of fun. So, I can't recommend highly enough a writing songs for yourself, getting right into it, and b writing for someone else. Yeah, it's cool. Anyway, back to this particular song, Culture to the Bone. It's in the key of E, which is often the case in the guitar. It goes E, A, F sharp minor, E. That's it for the verse, twice. Chorus, C sharp minor, B, three times. And then you're going to go with uh, A, F sharp minor, B, E. That's the whole song. So not much in the way of chord changes, eh? Uh, I'm going to go with one more thing today in songwriting. Less is more. Quite often. Quite often, less is more. Don't be afraid to go real, real simple. Uh, I learned a lot by um, a Bob, looking at a Bob Dylan book. I've got, I've got some uh, 
Bob Dylan-y sort of songs. You, know, you sort of sit down and write, oh, I'm going to write a Bob Dylan kind of a song now, having just, just have a browse through and getting some ideas. And um, you can get a lot of confidence that way. I'm not saying go out and copy these guys by any means, but emulate and discover stuff about yourself as you write songs. There you go. All right, with that, I'm going to say thanks so much for tuning in. I've really enjoyed it. Uh, thanks for being my audience today. Early days for me, so I'm really finding my way. I welcome feedback, absolutely. And I'll be doing my best to inform, entertain, and bring, of course, bring new music to you each week. Thanks very much. Can't wait to look forward to next week already. Have a, have a creative week, won't you? Thank you very much. Have a good night. Bye-bye.